Star Wars 7x7, episode 664. Well, the floodgates are about to start opening on Claudia Gray's novel Bloodline, the floodgates of praise and excitement and all that good stuff. And thankfully, thankfully we thought we couldn't start talking about this until next Tuesday, but there's been a development that allows us to kind of crack the window open a little bit for you here. Punch it, Chewie. Hi, this is Alvin Johnson with the Five Force Legion, and you're listening to Star Wars 7x7, the only daily Star Wars podcast. Hey, Rebel Rouser. Welcome to Star Wars 7x7. I'm your host, Alan Voivod, and at the top here, I just want to say thank you very much to Del Rey for allowing me to have an advanced copy of Bloodline to read in advance of doing reviews and analyses here on the podcast. I've already read it once, and quite honestly, I inhaled it practically. It was just that quick of a read, that deep and compelling and intense a read, and I'm going to save as much of my enthusiasm for review week next week, but thankfully I have an opening to start talking to you about Bloodline because Star Wars itself, Lucasfilm itself, gave us an opening, and that is specifically an article that was posted on StarWars.com about Bloodline. And we'll include a link to the article at the blog post for this show's episode at SW7X7.com. The article is written by Jen Heddle, who is the senior editor for fiction at Lucasfilm. And it's eight reasons why Star Wars Bloodline will be essential reading. And I cannot agree with her more. And I think eight is probably selling it short, to be honest with you. And for those of you who are as yet unaware, Star Wars Bloodline takes place six years before The Force Awakens. The cover will say in the years before The Force Awakens, but Del Rey initially announced this and said that it's set six years before TFA. And it involves Princess Leia's experiences as a senator in the New Republic in a very tumultuous time for the Senate and for the Republic as a whole. And there is a sample chapter that is already out there which talks about one particular incident that happens in the book, a very explosive incident. And yeah, this is definitely as much of a political thriller as it is an action-packed extravaganza. And that's one of the points that Jen Heddle brings up, the political intrigue. And it says, you'll see Leia work to uncover questionable alliances and shady dealings and get in plenty of hot water along the way, quote unquote. And yeah, I'd say that's a very accurate portrayal of the novel. There's also, as Jen points out, the fact that the seeds of the First Order are going to be sown, or at least they are being sown. And we're going to get to get our first look at that in this book, as well as the how and why of the forming of the Resistance. And that'll put in perspective the relationship between the Republic and the Resistance and Leia's place within both organizations. And as far as Han and Leia go, Jen notes that their relationship has a chance to shine. And if you were hoping for more than what you got from Episode 7, then your appetites will be whetted. And I can attest to that 138%. And as far as one of the big unanswered questions about The Force Awakens, which is how long have Han and Leia been apart? Well, let's just say read Bloodline. <laughs> and that's as much as I can say for you for the moment, but I will elaborate on that next week. One of the particularly intriguing things that came out of Jen's article about this was the fact that some of the story ideas, this is her quote, some of the story ideas and elements in this novel came straight from Ryan Johnson, director of the forthcoming episode eight. We are indebted to him for his creativity and generosity, quote unquote. So 
I find that especially intriguing, and it makes me wonder if this is almost like a Journey to Star Wars Episode Eight novel, and that there may be clues and things buried inside the novel that will, you know, once we see Episode Eight, will suddenly become apparent that there, you know, ah, there's the setup moment, you know, that sort of thing. But even with the Journey to the Force Awakens stuff, some of those clues and tie-ins and so on and so forth were not what you would call um, earth-shattering, and I don't mean that in a negative way. I mean to say that maybe a planet was mentioned, or a character was mentioned, or a species was mentioned that ended up showing up in The Force Awakens, but it didn't necessarily become something that the entire plot revolved around, that was a you know major story event in The Force Awakens, or anything like that. And one other thing from Jen's article I want to point out is that one of her reasons why she believes it's essential reading, and she says maybe not everyone is excited about this sort of thing as I am, but she says one of the best things is seeing Leia surrounded by a group of dedicated younger people who support her and know that she's awesome. And you know what? I'd say that's a pretty important thing just in general, especially when we're talking about the idea of basically getting Star Wars ready for the next generation of fans. And that's, of course, what The Force Awakens did with Rey and (laughs) Foe and Pin. I did it again with Rey and Finn and Poe. I mean, getting that new generation ready to go and ready to carry on the tradition, at least as far as we all see it as fans, and also willing you know, and ready and able to carry on the story of the Star Wars saga, as well as being characters that are compelling and that can carry the weight of all that mythology and action and history and excitement on their shoulders. Now, you could easily argue, and I certainly would, that creating those kinds of characters for the novels is at least as important as doing it for the movies as well. And Claudia Gray is already off to a running start with Thane and Sienna from Lost Stars, but she does it again with Joff and Greer, the two characters that happen to get mentioned as part of Jen Huddle's article. They're not the only ones that this applies to, but they're certainly definitely very strong characters. And heck, I'd like to see some of them actually cross over into the movies, quite honestly. And, you know, maybe that's in Episode Eight, and maybe that's just a saga movie. I don't know, because the saga movies and the story movies are not supposed to really cross over each other, or the characters in the story movies aren't supposed to go into the saga. Then maybe some sort of, you know, supporting character action inside one of the story movies, the standalone movies, would be a way that some of these characters from the novels could migrate their way on screen. I think that would be a pretty cool thing to do. But that's about as much as I feel comfortable telling you about in regard to Star Wars Bloodline right now. And next week we will definitely be diving in in depth to Bloodline and all of its implications for what we know about the Star Wars galaxy in that time period between Return of the Jedi and The Force Awakens. Hey Rebel Rouser, you're listening to this podcast, maybe you'd like to listen to a Star Wars story too. Luckily we've got just the thing for you. We've partnered with Audible to give you a free download and a free 30-day trial of their awesome service. All you gotta do is go to audibletrial.com SW7X7 to sign up and get your free download. They've got dozens of Star Wars titles, anything you want to do to explore that galaxy far, far away. One more time for you, audibletrial.com SW7X7. All right, we've got a trivia question here for you before we go. This is a rebellion, isn't it? I rebel. Last time we asked you what Rey's last line is in The Force Awakens, and it's, thank you, my friend, which she says to the comatose Finn in the medical bay in the Resistance base on Dakar. Today's question, what is Finn's last line in The Force Awakens? 
Thanks for listening to another episode of Star Wars 7x7. And hey, before you go caressing a senator, check out SW7x7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. And if you want to join the inner circle of fans of the podcast, become a patron of the show at patreon.com slash SW7x7. It's not coarse like sand, it's destiny unleashed. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox. It is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2016 Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.